Welcome to the Slingshot Sim Racing Podcast. I'm Ellis. And I'm Chris. On the podcast, we get to know our Slingshot Racing community on and off the track, while also talking about anything and everything else sim racing related. You can check us out at slingshotracing.org where you can join our Discord. The podcast is brought to you by Apex Energy Drink and Martin Sports, but we'll talk about them a bit later. For now, let's jump into it. All right, episode 10. Chris, can you believe we've now done 10 of these episodes? Feels like just yesterday we started. Double digits, baby. Can't believe we're here. Yep, same here. Uh, Well, hey, welcome to the kind of open segment of the Slingshot Racing Podcast. It is, like I said, episode 10, and kind of got a shorter uh, episode uh, in terms of the open segment, but we are going to be talking to... Slingshot driver Brady Powers, who's actually had three top sixes in a row uh, over the past three races. So we'll get to that later on in the driver interview segment. But uh, tonight, I guess probably the best place to start is with the Chicago Street Course. Uh, We had 18 drivers show up to the um, Chicago Grand Prix presented by Derek Spears Designs. And uh, it did not disappoint in terms of carnage. (laughs) We knew headed into the street course that it would be Kind of a low car count just because I think it's an intimidating track. And I'm not going to lie, there was kind of a point, uh, and I think you were probably the same, Chris, where Tuesday night we were doing some practice and I was honestly getting ready to throw in the towel. Yeah, I thought this might be one of those races where I just um, <laughs> possibly joined Jeremy and, and Richard in the booth and just said, to heck with it, uh, I'm not going to be racing this week. Uh, yeah, it was, it was frustrating. It was just, it was really, really difficult. Um, you know, we can get more into, you know, like what made it difficult here in just a minute, but it it was just, it was tough for me because number one, I'm not the best road racer anyway. And two, this was just a, another animal. It felt like to me, I, I, there would be laps where I feel like I was doing the exact same thing I had done for every other lap. Um, but for some reason I was going into the tires, going at driving into the wall, you know, like completely overshooting the turns and, um, just a really, really tough technical track, very bumpy track. And, um, you know, the, the next gen car in, you know, at least from, from my seat does not handle, uh, bumpy tracks all that well. Yeah, it was the same way for me. Um, I had to dial in a lot of the settings to kind of lower, you know, I sit in a motion rig and I had to dial all that down just because the bumpiness was killing me. You know, that was what was going on with me Tuesday night in practice was me just trying to get it figured out how I was going to be comfortable enough to race. And I know like I'm all about immersion. We talk about it every week, but like that was too much immersion for me. I did not want to literally, you know, be banging my teeth uh, through all those corners at Chicago. And, um, it was interesting for sure. Uh, I think you, you said tire barriers. Uh, uh, I had several run-ins with tire barriers, one that eventually took me out of the race. And I think we saw a lot of guys go out early guys that are normally, you know, uh, you know, Jay Hachman, uh, you know, re- usually is a pretty slow and steady kind of guy, but he went out early. A lot of other guys went out early. The story of the night was, Aaron Smith, again, we knew he'd be fast in practice. He, he's always fast, but 
he pretty much lapped the entire field other than Chase Berry. And he didn't put Randy Bechtel a lap down uh, until kind of probably three or four laps to go. Um, so it was a, a, a clinic, as they say. Um, but some really yeah. good racing, I thought, there for the final laps that we were watching, kind of, you know, with Aaron trying to put Randy and some other cars a lap down and Randy, you know, kind of hold holding his own and put on a pretty good show there for the final five laps or so. Yeah, um, they, it, I I thought all in all, the last few laps that I saw was they were very entertaining. Um, I hate uh, that I kind of messed up uh, there at the end. I, I ran into trouble at the very beginning of the race, found myself two or a lap or two down, I should say, because Aaron didn't take long to let me again <laughs> um, before I had my own run in with the tires again. And that one put me out of the race. But um yeah, the the show at the end was was pretty good with with Randy giving Aaron uh, all that all that he could handle, and Aaron man was in his own zip code. Uh, it wasn't that he just won. I mean, he just he thoroughly dominated and uh, clearly had put in a lot of time and a lot of practice. And I think there were a few guys that had figured some things out um, maybe in the days leading up. Uh, I, I I will admit that. The only thing that I really messed around with was brake bias. Um, but on this ne next-gen car, I think that on road courses and even maybe some other tracks, there is some speed to be found in um, in messing ground with those uh, master cylinders um, that I, like I said, I just haven't taken the time to really sit down with it and, and try to figure it out. But, um, you know, a couple people that I talked to mentioned that they had... Um, done some trial and error with that so that might be something to look into in the future yeah and we we do run a fixed setup league slingshot is fixed setup and for the foreseeable future probably always will be but um those those are some changes that you can make and and we're not experts by any means so but but if you're wanting to look for kind of ways to find a little bit of speed the the, the master cylinders for the brakes are one of them uh brake bias is one of them offset is something you can change as well so those are definitely something to investigate uh, i know I, I mess around with that a little bit each week and sometimes find stuff that i feel like works and sometimes feels <laughs> feels like it doesn't work but um it's fun like that's one of the fun things to you know that i think is interesting we don't get totally caught up in building setups but there is that element of mechanical um you know, kind of uh, trying to think of the right word, massaging that you can do to gain a slight technical advantage, um, which I think is cool. It keeps it accessible to, to just have to learn about a couple things. Um, yeah. But to get a little bit of mechanical knowledge as well. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those changes are, are, you know, driver preference changes. They're not really, you know, into the setup. There are things that you can do like inside the mm -hmm. car, um, you know, like steering ratio. That's something that, you know, might work for one person, you know, very, very positively, but it might not work for somebody else as positively. Um, just depends on your your technique and, you know, what, what it is that you're looking for in your car. That gives me an idea for an episode. Uh, we, should, we should spend that episode talking about setups. Not a bad idea. Um, yeah, not at all. So, speaking of setups, you uh, spent, I believe, last Friday setting up uh your new rig uh we we kind of talked about this in a previous episode i think a couple weeks ago but it's in you got the monitor mount you now have the monitor officially mounted 
to the rig and I know you've sat in it a little bit. Um, how was that whole thing going? Remind us of what rig you got and kind of what the progress has been uh, this weekend on that. So I got the GT Omega Prime um, and last um, a week ago, um, basically I my dad and I assembled most of the frame uh this together it's you can do this by yourself maybe um but i wouldn't want to do it by myself this is something that really needs to be something that you do with somebody else uh an extra set of hands really really pays off here um and it's a very very um it's a (laughs) it's a very difficult job it is um assembling all the pieces to it and uh, this past um yesterday was really the day that i finished it saturday uh was the day that i got everything finished um i got the monitors we got the monitors put on both of them and um you know they they look good there's going to be a few adjustments i know that i have to make as far as you know comfort goes um but right now everything is in place everything's ready to go for wednesday night i had to do a little bit of cable management today to to sort of get everything out of the way and that's something that i'm also going to be adjusting as the uh as the uh weeks go by but um i think in the long run it's going to be really good for me i think in the short run i'm probably going to be even slower than i usually am uh so just because i'm going to be sitting in a different position than i've been sitting in for gosh how long have i been sim racing over 20 years (laughs) so that's got to be a change yeah, I mean, I've been sitting at a desk, you know, with my pedals right under underneath me for, you know, 20 years. Now my pedals are out in front of me. Um, that difference in and of itself is going to be very, very odd. And I've got a 49-inch ultra-wide monitor, uh, Samsung Odyssey G9 monitor. And um, it's now it's like right in front of my face, uh, whereas before I was sitting back from it a little bit. So that's going to be another you know difficult challenge i'm gonna have is is trying to get used to that that new fov here and trying to get all my in sim iRacing settings right for that but um i think in the long run like we talked about i think it's gonna pay off for me yeah that's awesome i'm looking forward to i guess kind of wednesday night your first race when we're running at richmond kind of hearing your overall feedback and I'm just curious to see how your driving compares to normal because I'm sure it is going to be a little bit different. Um, so, yeah. Um, speaking of this week on Wednesday, we are um, getting ready. You know, we've been partnered with Sim Racing Tech, uh, who makes Sim Racing hardware. Uh, they're a German based company, and uh, we've been fortunate to partner with them this year. But we're getting ready for a big giveaway. Um, Wednesday, we'll be launching a giveaway of. Uh, their LED Indicator Pro. Um, and if you don't know anything about LED indicators, uh, this is something that I think I wished I'd known about sooner. Um, and I say that as a user of one of these products, um, that I just, I didn't know the usefulness of, of having lights in front of you while you're racing. But uh, we use their um, LED indicator box earlier in the year. And uh, basically these boxes with led strips can show 
all sorts of uh, data, whether it is your, you know, when you need to shift, your shift indicators. It can show you whether you've got a car on the right or a car on the left. It can show you the color of the flag that is on the track, whether it's a yellow or a, a, a green flag or a blue flag, because the leader is coming up on you, which is what I was experiencing uh, at the Chicago Street Course last week. But they're really useful. I think, uh, you know, having something on the screen in a small box is great, but having a, a actual LED light blinking at you, is just kind of like instantaneous. It gets that information a lot uh, to you a lot quicker, but we're giving away um, their LED, indica LED indicator pro set, which is actually $150 value. Um, and they're these little bitty, basically boxes with an LED strip. Imagine like a, a box the size of a pencil, a little bit bigger. Um, and then, um, you can actually, there are a handful of them that come in the set and they're modular. So you can connect them together. You can put them wherever you want on your rig. Um, but we're going to be giving those away on uh, the 21st. We'll launch the giveaway on the 16th. And uh, that's just to kind of be aware that we're going to launch it on our social media. There'll be a couple of rules to enter, um, but it's completely free to enter. And we'll be doing that drawing on the 21st. Um, so that's exciting. It's open up to anyone who follows us on social media. So yeah, uh, we're excited to give that away and uh, look out for more information on that on later on this week. So speaking of things coming up later, uh, the last thing I want to talk about in the open segment is, you know, you and I have been planning out the next iteration of Slingshot Racing. Um, you know, we're both teachers, so we're always thinking about, you know, things almost in terms of semester schedules. Uh, Slingshot has taken to the idea of running a fall season, a spring season, a summer season, um, all within a year, almost like schools uh, and universities operate. So we've been planning, busy planning. We've been talking about schedules. We haven't finalized the schedules or anything like that. Um, have even fully finalized the car choices, but we are kind of excited to talk about our new uh, series. And uh, we're running two series, right, Chris? Does that sound right to you? Is that what we agreed to? I want to make sure I'm not getting ahead of it. Yep, two series. Um, and uh, both of them will um, be NASCAR-based series. Um but they will they will be a little bit different in their own rights. Yeah, that's one of the things we we've taken feedback from from everyone uh, over the past what we started in April whistling shot. And one of the things we've heard time and time again is, you know, whether it was from maybe higher skilled drivers or lower skilled drivers is they felt like they wanted to be in their own series together. You know, um, whether it was the the guys with lower I ratings or whatever wanting to be, uh, you know, in their own series to, where they felt like maybe they could, could could compete or maybe some of the higher skilled guys saying, you know, I want to be on the track with more guys of my own skill and and maybe avoid some of the mistakes that, you know, newer drivers make. Um, and Slingshot wants to be a place for everybody. That's kind of central and core to our mission. So we heard you loud and clear, and we're going to be running two series. One is going to be a more premier series, um, and then one's going to be more of an open series for everybody. Um, so yeah, I, more details are going to be coming over the next couple of weeks. 
but we thought, you know, why not go ahead and kind of just make that announcement on the podcast um, that, you know, we're listening to your feedback and we're taking action based on that feedback. So I'm excited about it. I think you're excited about it, Chris. We, yeah. We haven't decided which one we're running yet, um, but yep. you know, it's going to be going to be interesting it's going to be fun and i think it's just kind of this next step as we continue to grow um you know and we're glad to to take your feedback and allow our drivers to be part of those decisions so yeah yeah and i think it'll be a very very you know whichever cars that we do decide to to go with i think it'll be a fun little added element too you know thinking about you know whoever it is that might wind up you know winning the championship in our you know, more open series to everybody, um, you know, winning a championship in that or, or, you know, running well, winning multiple races in that, and then moving on to the premier series. If we were to do that again in the future, I think it adds like a little fun little ladder system in slingshot that, um, you know, if you so choose that, you know, that you want to move on to that premier series or, or you can be Matt Crafton's and just run in the yeah. open series. Matt Crafton, Randy LaJoy, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with being either one of those. Who is the father of Corey LaJoy, by the way. That's right. <laughs> just in case you didn't know that. Um, awesome, man. Yeah, we'll we'll announce more details. We're finalizing everything, but those two series will start in January. So we'll have a little bit of an off season in December, about a month or so, and then we'll kind of, you know, kick back into high gear um to open up those new seasons in january so yeah um anything else you want to say um i don't think i really have anything else roll tide (laughs) at least they got a w this week that's right Uh, all right so right around the break uh we're going to talk to brady powers slingshot driver over the past two seasons uh, about his personal life about what got him into sim racing and uh you know what what his project car that he's working on looks like so we're excited to hear that interview and uh yeah we'll do that after the break x energy will help you hyper focus in those intense palm sweaty moments during the toughest of matches hours of grinding to level up your gear will fly by without dragging you down Enjoy the chat with your followers without losing sight of your in-game goal as you multitask with ease. Apex Energy uses the best ingredients to promote focus, increase energy, stamina, and mental focus, support and improve cognitive and function, enhance power output, and help maintain blood sugar levels while supporting overall health. The unique blend we use for Apex Energy is like nothing else currently on the market. Go to apexenergydrink.com. Use the code SLINGSHOT10 and get 10% off of your first order. Martin Sports is a leading manufacturer in sports apparel. Our products are custom made for each client to their specifications. From size templates to material, we truly custom make each piece for you. Whether you need your need is corporate, sports, small businesses, or maybe even fundraising, we can meet and exceed any expectations. Visit us at martinsports906.com. All 
right. And now on to the interview segment of today's episode. Today we're talking to a guy who's been running with Slingshot for the past two seasons from the very beginning. Uh, he ran with us in our uh, 87 league and now he's running us for the next gens. And that is Brady Powers. Brady, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. What you been up to today? Uh, just doing nothing. I actually, buddy got in a car accident last night, so we had to go get a junkyard, get some parts off the car. But other than that, it's been pretty good. Oh my gosh. Well, junkyard is better than the hospital, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what, uh, what parts did you get? Um, well, we had to replace the aftermarket steering wheel and, um, take out his cold air intake. But other than that, that was about it. How did that steering wheel hold up? Is it was it a good quality or was it like one of the ones you get on Amazon? Oh no, we both have uh, quick release steering wheels on our cars, so gotcha. it was very high quality. Okay, so it didn't hold up. You couldn't bend it. No, uh, with your own bare hands. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> full carbon fiber. Yeah, pretty hard to bend. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so I guess we're just we're curious about you know I guess we can start off talking about. Uh, you know your personal life a little bit where are you from where are you living right now um so i'm from charlotte north carolina currently live in a little small town called denver and <laughs> denver, just denver, lived north carolina? yeah okay not to be lived in denver, colorado. yeah uh so you post all the all the racing action kind of oh yeah i've you growing up and i mean i get to the store see kyle bush kurt bush all their wives see danny hamlin a lot um isn't there a, a uh, isn't there a uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a race team that's based in Denver, North Carolina, or was? Uh, there's a lot of dirt teams based here because we have East Lincoln Motor Speedway, which is a decent big track and Hickory. Yeah. So I think there might be one, but they've probably moved now. Yeah. I'll say I know okay. that I've heard of Denver, North Carolina. Uh, yeah. I thought we were talking about Furniture Row Racing. That's Denver, Denver, Colorado, Colorado. right? <laughs> um, so you see them in the supermarket, I guess, frequently. And kind oh, of it's around. all the time. I mean, uh, Chad Canals used to live right behind me. So, wow, cool. that's wild. Yeah, do you hear him yelling a lot? <laughs> no, I can't say, but his kids actually did shoot BB guns at our windows and cracked our windows. So, oh, Chad, yeah, gotta teach them children better. I know they're just running around. Oh man. Um, Cool. So what do you, what do you, are you working now? Are you in school? What, what do you kind of do on the day-to-day -day basis? Um, I'm in both right now. So currently I'm a part-time student, full-time worker, and I'm in an apprenticeship program through Robert Bosch tool company. And so what, what do you do? Um, I'm a mecha or not a mechatronics technician, a maintenance technician. So I basically just fix machines, work on robots, fix robots, stuff like that. Oh, wow. Uh, are they going to take over eventually? Are you scared about that? No, they they can't do much right now, but we do have some robots at school that are little. You see them walking down the hallway and you're just like, oh, wow. Oh, wait, you're for real. You see robots walking down the hallway? Yeah, we have this one robot that kind of like goes around our hallways, like rolls around. She doesn't walk, but she rolls around, says like hi to us and stuff. It's like some Terminator stuff. I was in the <laughs> restaurant yeah. one time and they were piloting or like trying out a new robot. Uh, that brought your food. I think you, I can't remember, but I think you ordered from it and it brought your food to you. 
yeah and i just remember watching all the waiters and waitresses watching it like giving it the most evil look you could imagine because that's like their job right yeah like that we've we've had to like kick out a lot of people just because robots have taken over their jobs oh man or we have to like transfer them hey we're uh we're not too far away from full-blown skynet oh no right (laughs) um what are your hobbies uh when you're not in school when you're not at the job what are you doing other than sim racing or is that it um a lot of times i'm working on my car i've i've always been modding my car doing stuff to my car so that's a big hobby of mine trying to just like going out going to car meets and stuff like that what kind of car do you have Uh, i have a 2017 subaru wrx oh nice that's a pretty popular hobby car isn't it yeah, you've probably seen it on my Instagram. I have seen it. I was about to say, is that the uh, is that the one that's on your uh, that's your profile pic? On yeah. Your Instagram? yeah, yeah, I've seen that car. It's nice. How uh, how much money would you say you've you put into this car? <sighs> no, the parents are gonna listen to it. Probably oh, okay. around <laughs> probably around seven eight thousand. Oh, so not you... much right now, but I'm planning a lot. I don't know, like, but the those I feel like those quality cars like. I know it's not an investment, but you know, given the market for cars these days, right? Like, yeah, you're not, you're not losing as much value. No, it actually, surprisingly, like my car is worth a lot more than what I paid for it originally. So it's kind of crazy, but does it bring you joy? Oh yeah, I, I love driving it every day. That makes it worth it any yeah. day. Um, so yeah, I've I've always been curious about that like element of car culture in terms of the mods and all that but i've yeah. never been able to like go beyond the very superficial like i could barely install like a stereo uh, like a head <laughs> yeah. unit into it i think that's as as limited or as deep as my knowledge gets i guess so yeah it gets deep. really deep if you start diving into it like there's a lot of different like ways you can go about car culture you can go the truck route you can go the car route you can go fast car slow car low car High truck, low truck. I mean, there's so many different things you can do. I'm more of like a low and slow type of car guy, but. That's me and I racing. Low and yeah. slow. Uh, I got into a, a really, not a, a bad habit, but I, for the past two months, have been watching Donut Media. Have you watched oh, Anderson I love, on YouTube? Yeah, love Donut Media. They're awesome. Yeah, I get a kick out of take a lunch break every day and pop in one of their videos on YouTube and and kind of just relax for a few minutes so cool man well um that's awesome i'm glad to hear things are going well on the school front and uh the car is coming along so let's talk about i racing um you've been on a roll i i did not realize until i looked at the results past three weeks correct me if i'm wrong you finished sixth in the past three races which comes yeah out it's six 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 by the way but yeah i, I was a little <laughs> freaked out about that i was just like the second week, I was like, dang, I finished six last week, finished six weeks week. And then uh, at Chicago Street Course, I was like, dang, I'm going to finish sixth again. This is this is weird. So I know there was a lot of attrition at the Chicago Street Course, but uh, you still finished sixth. And two sixth place finishes before that, what, like, hey, you're doing good. What's what's going on? What do you can you pinpoint any reason why you're running? Because normally you're strong, right? But yeah, I think these were your best three finishes of the season. So what, what's going on there? Can you pinpoint anything? Well, the last three tracks, I will say, I think I did get at the Chicago Street course just because I'm a big road guy. I love doing road races and stuff like that. 
And then what were the other two tracks? Darlington Talladega. and Talladega. Talladega. Uh, Talladega, I just love super speedways. I mean, I, I can't get enough of them. I'll, I'll destroy my I rating one week. If super speedways are on the schedule, I'll, my I rating will drop like a thousand. So but, you'll you'll put it in there. You'll go for it. I know a lot of guys who stay away oh, yeah. from the official races that week. But you're get my you're one getting... in, and then I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <That's me. laughs> some people are doing the one. I'm doing I'm doing thirty. I'm doing like five every night. Doing as many as I can. Now, how does that work out for your win percentage? Not well. You can probably <laughs> see it on on the graph. You'll see like dip points from. You'll see like a lot of dip points. I've gone from. I know I've at least lost a thousand in one week just from super speedway racing. Oh man, that's brutal. Yeah, that hurts to even here. Yeah, it's but it's pretty help, bad. Which you I don't can't think help I have to go back for more. Years. It's like a drug, honestly. Super speedways are my drug. This is something. So we can talk about this a little bit. This is something I heard someone talking about this past week, and uh, I think it was on a traction podcast, but. They were talking about just how kind of intense the running official races has gotten and why iRacing can get stale for some people is because they will just stay on and on and on and grind it out like 30 minute races after 30 minute races. And it just doesn't become fun anymore. Do you do that outside of Talladega and, and other super speedways or is it just kind of with that? No, I try not to. I haven't actually run an official race in a while. I've been really focused on the league. I think I've been putting a lot more practice time in the league, and that's really shown off since I've been yes. finishing a lot, a lot good. But I've been trying to, I've been wanting to go away from oval a little bit, do a lot of dirt oval and uh, road racing, like endurance racing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw this week. I really want to do the ten hours of Suzuka, but I just couldn't get a team together, and it's hard to do it with two people. It is hard. It is hard to do an endurance race with just two guys. Chris and I we, will tell you that. We sure. we know that very well. We know that struggle very well. Yeah, we'll get uh, you on our uh, on our Daytona twenty four team. Hell yeah, we're, I would love to. We're gonna be bringing him down. <laughs> we, no, I don't know. We we get better and better each year. Like, I think I you know, hey, if we practice more than we did last time, you never know. Maybe maybe I can keep it on the track and we can contend for. You know, maybe we'll get a low split. You get me on your team, you're likely to get a lower split. So, you know, you never know. That could that could give us a chance. I tell you, I actually started whenever we were supposed to do the Suzuka ten hour. I started it, and I ran the first three hours. I think it was. I could have gone longer, but I just wanted to do three hours. And then we were supposed to transfer over to Trevor in our league, but uh, for some reason, it wouldn't let him join as a driver. Is I think it was just a weird glitch that happened. But I'll do, I did the first three hours. It was carnage, like absolute carnage. There's wrecks almost every time I went through the uh, chicane in the horseshoe. There was carnage through those. Like leaders were getting wrecked out. I mean, I think I went from 21st to 6th, back down to like the 15th, just from everything that happened. Is this leaders getting wrecked out by lappers or leaders getting wrecked out by like other leaders? Leaders getting wrecked out by leaders, and the leaders just like losing it in corners and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, because Suzuka's hard. We run, and I think it's usually this way at Daytona. We noticed it this way at Road Atlanta this year. It's 
the first lap or two guys wrecking all over the place once you kind of make it through the chaos of the first five to ten minutes of the races it tends to kind of even out and settle out a little bit but it sounds like it was not that case for you no it was not suzuka i gotta i gotta admit suzuka is a hard racetrack to do mm -hmm. but there's certain points where you like you cannot pass through the s's you cannot pass through the chicane there's just certain parts of the track you just can't pass through and a lot of people are just sending it in there losing up their tires and then they'd go like nick the grass something in a break zone and their car would just be gone oof they're probably trying to cool them down yeah <laughs> that was Have a crazy glitch that? oh no don't don't uh are you am i triggering anyone here uh triggering me <laughs> <laughs> um so let's jump back a little bit uh we know you've been racing with us the past two seasons since last summer, but where did your sim racing history start? How did you get start racing? So I think I'm probably one of the youngest like sim racers in our league, like doing it for the least amount of time. I've only been sim racing for a year now. And this is another one that's going to make us feel really old, Ellis. <laughs> yeah. Feel old and bad. Yeah. I've only been doing it for about a year now, probably a year and a half. I'm still on a G920. Got it for Christmas, I think, last year, the year before that. I mean, I've only had a computer for three years. So, I mean, I'm kind of still, like, learning a lot, still doing that. I think that's why I've, like, struggled a little bit. You'll see me, like, lose some tire grip or something like that just because I'm still learning a lot. But, I mean, I'm still just on a simple desk setup just got three monitors and my little desk to hold my wheel and pedals on the ground chris are you afraid you're going to get slower now that you've got a rig are you going to send it back everyone we talk to is running from a desk and they're faster than us after my practice laps today i can guarantee you i'm going to be slower oh yeah we'll talk about that later i'm curious you can send that rig to me if you really want to <laughs> uh the headache of putting it together and the money put into it I, I, I'm basically going to be stuck with it the rest of my life. I <laughs> oh, that thing will be, that thing will be rigged, uh, upgraded and tricked out as you go. It's a never ending process. Yeah. yeah. So you're running a G920. You've been running for a year. Um, what like prompted you to take the plunge and get involved in iRacing? Um, well, I always grew up, I grew up on the PlayStation 2 running Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, I ran the entire Gran oh, Turismo yeah. trilogy. I mean, I just love that game. I love that you can do endurance racing. I hated that they took away NASCAR from it, but I always did endurance racing on it. I always raced with my dad. Me and my dad would spend hours on it. We'd have it running overnight just to do, if you remember, B-spec races where you can be the crew chief and stuff like that. We'd do tell him to do the 24 hours. I mean, we did everything in that game. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, there's the. It was A spec. It was, I think, for if you wanted to drive, and then B spec was if you wanted to be the crew chief. And so you can tell drivers to go faster, so it's kind of like manager games, basically. Which are becoming more popular now. Yeah, that. a lot yeah, of people yeah, are starting to play those. Yeah, I see people all the time when I hop in Discord, play an F1 manager. I mean, oh yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody's it's playing popular. it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I was just going to ask, um, we, we heard you, you know, we obviously know that you, um, you know, that you live in the Charlotte area that you've, that you've been in that area, NASCAR country. Um, I'm assuming that you 
sort of pay attention to what's going on in NASCAR. Do you watch any other real real world racing? I watch a lot of IMSA. I've always been a huge IMSA fan just because I think it's cool how they do 24 hours Daytona, 24 hours of Le Mans, 12 hours of Bathurst, 10 hours of Road Atlanta, all that. I've always loved watching those races. And because, I mean, you see those cars on the road sometimes and you're just like, wow, those cars are out there running those lap times around those tracks and they can also be just ran on the road. So I've always thought that was been pretty cool. I watch a little bit of F1, a little bit of IndyCar. I try to keep up with all the series. I watch a lot of World of Outlaws dirt series. So that's one thing I've been paying attention to. Did you watch F1 this morning? I didn't know they raced this morning. It was saucy. Wait, what? was it? Where was it? Bahrain? Brazil. Is Bra- Brazil. Brazil. Uh, okay. I know I that uh, Magnuson got pole. He he did, and he got destroyed on the first lap. That I hate that for American. Who wrecked him? Daniel Ricardo. Oh, making a lot of mistakes lately, Danny Rick. That's a shame. Um, so do you have any aspirations of a race in real life? I know you've got a, a project car that you work on. Like, is that something you do? You do track days? I've always wanted to, but the fact that my car is still my daily, I want to keep it very like livid on how much I push that thing because I know one day I could just blow it and I'm like, how am I going to get to work? But I know there's a the WeatherTech IMSA series, which is the series like below the like big runners. Mm-hmm. I know one of the team owners, he's in Charlotte and he's like wanted me to come run the their Veloster for around like the Roval and stuff like that. Well, that'd be cool. That would yeah, be cool. Yeah, but I've also, like, I've always wanted to get in go-karts and stuff like that, but I've just never done it. It's very expensive. Yeah. For some, you know, complaining about how much a rig costs to, to go sim racing, you know, it's it's a, it's like pennies on the dollar compared yeah. to real-world racing. Well, I wouldn't buy a video game and barely bought tracks and cars before I started league racing, so. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You sure wouldn't. Um, cool, man. So uh, let's talk about Slingshot and your experience. We always, when we have people on or drivers on, we like to talk to them about kind of what the ups and downs, how things have gone. So, um, you know, walk us through kind of your your best memories of Slingshot. Have you had any bad moments that you want to forget? Um, we'll bring them up again gladly. But uh, what's going on with that? I've, I, this is honestly the first league I've ever run where like start to finish, like I've completed every race. I ran a little bit of rod car. I just wasn't a big fan of that. Just very. We're going to have to censor the show again, Chris. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's my fault. Um, rod car was all right. It was a very, very interesting time. Um, I actually ran Brayton Laster's figure eight series last night. How did that go? <laughs> Let's talk that about that. was absolute mayhem. I actually, I think I got second in the race to get into the final, but then I finished like 20th in the in the three hours race. But it was a lot of fun, a lot of mayhem though. You could just tell that people were like not looking through the through the intersection and stuff like that. So that was, we, we've talked about the figure eights a little bit. I didn't know those races were so dang long. Yeah. I turned on like the world finals, uh, like a YouTube replay of it a couple of days ago last week. 
and I saw that it was a three-hour race, and I'm just trying to imagine three hours. The 10 minutes I watched it, I felt like I was on the verge of having an anxiety attack. Yeah, watching the, these guys go through the corner and then have to kind of slow down to make sure they weren't about to hit someone. Yeah, we had a race control and she was just like, I felt like I was in there for like two and a half, three hours. I thought it was about to be over and she comes on, on and she's just like, yeah, we're done with the first hour. Two more hours to go. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is going to last forever. So you weren't a huge fan of the experience. I liked it. Race. Maybe a little shorter of a time period. I'm fine with the three hours, but maybe like I would enjoy like a two hour. I think two hours a good good time limit for it. What cars were they running? Uh the street stocks. Okay. And was there Is a big car prize for that race? What's up? Was there a big prize? Uh, I want to say it was a hundred dollars, and then also you got a butt kicker something from butt kicker that was worth around like 300 so it was a decent payout but i was talking to brayton they said that this was the lowest payout they've ever had like they've had some payouts for up to like 1200 dollars. dang yeah all for driving in circles yeah actually <laughs> um aaron smith actually finished really good in it i believe he got a top five of course aaron got a top yeah, five. Of course. yeah. he can he can run he can win on ovals he can win on road courses and now he's trying to go out show out on the figure eights yeah i saw a bright yellow number 70 car i was like oh. there's no way and then i saw my relative aaron smith i was like oh my gosh you just can't get away from the guy no um so this is we're glad to hear like that's that's awesome to hear that we're your first league that you've run um you know kind of full seasons with what'd you like better the 87s or the next gens i'll tell you one thing that was weird is the first race of the 87s was the first time i ever hopped into an 87 i think you guys did a recruitment race at charlotte mm -hmm. and that was the first time i ever like drove an 87 wow and i think How'd i got rocked out within like the first five laps but I mean, I mean it was still a fun experience. I still liked it. And then I was just like, I ah, might as well. I mean, Jacob Bradley got me into this league. I was just like, I'll do it with him and stuff like that. And so we did the first race. I forget where it was at. But I mean, I had a great time. I was just like, it's a new car to learn. Would it be bad learning it? So how do you know Jacob? What's y'all's history? Um, we actually met through mutual friends and we started talking. He was just like, you should get Iris. And I was just like, all right. And so got high racing and then we started he's taught me a lot of stuff and then he's kind of gone with payday so i've been learning my stuff on my own now and it's a little bit of a process but i'm getting there now we gotta get you work on building team yeah I, your team i'm trying to so um if chris i'll let you ask this last question yeah so this is uh this is always a question that i like um if you were in charge for a day or if you were running your own league and and you could make any decision that you wanted to make as far as you know like how the series would be run uh what uh what car would you choose if you had any car on the entire service to pick from honestly i i'm gonna go with a road car because i just love all the road cars but i would love a series i don't know if you know the car but it's the Nissan GTP ZXT. It's in oh, the yeah. Camel GT Championship. Yep. But I mean, it's just a cool looking car. It's a fast car, but it's a fun car. Yeah, that it's car very aerodynamic. 
I've never raced in it, but I've seen people race in it. I've seen clips of it. And I've always thought that looks like a fun car to drive. Yeah, I've always been a fan of like the older Le Mans, like the 787B and cars like that with the older Ford GT40s and stuff like that. And that's just like one of the funner cars that I've seen raced. But I would like yeah. love that, but like not around like road course, like around like Daytona, like draft in that car, like bump drafting in that car would be fun. Yeah, we've we've talked about Ellis and I. We've kind of talked about some of these road cars that would be how some of them would react in like a super speedway or even an intermediate track setting, and that's fun to think about. Yeah, and I'm also big on the DPI cars, LMP2 cars, and stuff like that. Those are always a fun car that I like to run. I'm not I'm not a skilled enough driver to be able to handle that one. Neither am I. <laughs> I tried running the Porsche. I I was just like, if Alice, Alice running the Porsche, I was like, it might, might be a fun car, and that's a fun car to run. I honestly really liked it, because the Suzuka was only GT3 cars, and I couldn't run the DPI, so that's a very fun car to run. It is a it's fun my car. Favorite. It's car, my favorite yeah. GT3 car to drive. We'll be running yeah. it again at Daytona, I think, Chris. <laughs> we, haven't, yeah. we haven't officially agreed to it, but I figure... We've already got enough practice in us, so. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, also, gotta... one thing I wanted to ask you guys. Yeah. Um, hey, we asked the questions here. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> There's a fun thing that I watched Anthony Alfredo do one time. I think it would be a fun thing for the league where they went to, I think it's Mount Washington on the service, the big road oh, yeah. map, yep. where they took the Formula V cars and emptied out all the gas on them and did a slot car derby on iRacing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That could be fun. That could That's be a good idea. Really fun. So what do they go to the top and then run down? Yeah, they go to the top, run down, like and you have to like limit how much brake you do, but you gotta break enough where you don't go off the track, but you gotta keep it like keep the momentum going in the car. Oh man, that actually is a really good idea. Yeah. That hey, sounds get- fun. When we get done here, let's let's talk about that. Just yeah, we're gonna see. <laughs> I mean, we it's a are, good car. It's a good car yeah. choice too because it's free, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Formula V is free. Free. Yeah, so everybody would have it. Yeah, it's like a soapbox derby sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds fun. Interesting. Okay, you got us thinking. Look, we're good. Next thing you know, you're gonna be running this thing. <laughs> I probably will be. Honestly, I've I've got a lot of good ideas for. I've always wanted to like start a league or something like that, but it's very hard. I don't know how you guys did it, but I've no always way. wanted to start a league and just do crazy stuff. No one said we're competent, so <laughs> we we try to run the league. Sometimes it runs us, but uh, nah, we we have a good time. It's enjoyable. We we're grateful for folks like you who kind of put up with it and um, you know show up every week. That's kind of what makes the league possible. It's if it wasn't for the drivers, there would be no league. So yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's stuff that's gonna happen every week, but that you guys can't control. But at the end of the day, you're it's a it's a game. You're just here to have fun. I think that's what we all got to remember. Is you know, Chris and I say this all the time. What would we get into it for? Would you get into racing for? Would you do it because you thought you're gonna win every week, or did you do it because you thought it'd be fun? And I think ninety nine percent of us. Got into it because we thought it was going to be fun. And winning comes with that sometimes, but most of the time, for most of us, it doesn't. Um, and that's kind of, you know, been the mindset we've had all along is just like, we just want to have a, a bunch of drivers who are there to have fun, you know, hang out with each other uh, during the race, but also, you know, feel free and be comfortable chatting after the race. And I think we're we're working towards that every week. So uh, we appreciate 
appreciate you uh, for helping. You know, you're one of the guys who stays after on the Discord every every week after the race, and um, you know, as, as part of that chat. So, yeah, man, we're glad we're glad you're able to come on. We appreciate you taking the time on kind of short notice. Uh, glad to learn a lot about you. Uh, kind of understand what gets you through the week. And uh, you got any shout outs you want to give to anybody before we go? Um, shout out my parents. I know they're going to probably be watching this. I told them about it and they started going crazy. So shout out to my mom and my dad. Uh, shout out to you guys for hosting a great league. I mean, I haven't been able to find a league just like this where, I mean, it's fun family friend, family friendly racing all week. And then, I mean, we get to have me and Ellis have crazy battles every week. It's fun to <laughs> run do. with people of my caliber. But, I mean, the one thing that keeps me coming back is our battles, Ellis. Those are some crazy battles. All right. Yeah, that's the same here. Every every week we find each other on the track. It's never a dull moment. So, yeah, uh, we'll see what's going to happen in Richmond. You'll probably be faster than me based on how you've been doing. But, um, yeah, man, we appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you on the track on Wednesday night, um, 830 Richmond. Be on Southern Broadcast Racing Network. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening tonight, everybody. Have a good night. Hope you enjoyed that episode. We just wanted to say thank you for your time and your interest in our podcast. And really just overall, thanks for listening. We work hard to bring these episodes to you guys each week. And thanks for being a part of our Slingshot Racing community. If you want to learn more, you can find us at slingshotracing.org. From there, you can find us on social media like Instagram, Facebook. You can join our Discord from the main website. And uh, if you're listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a review. Uh, the more reviews and the better reviews we have, the more people who will have access to this podcast. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll hope to hear from you and see you next week. Bye for now.